All right. So how was your weekend? Did you enjoy WrestleMania just like everybody else did? You know what? This is the first time, and I mean, I, I tweeted it out. That I was just like, I am not going to watch one second of WrestleMania. I didn't even do the foolhardy thing that I usually do. It was like, oh, if I get $1 in PayPal, I'll do it. Um, because usually you PayPal me that dollar, then I have to watch WrestleMania. Right. So I was like, oh, okay. You know, I'm not going to. And it really wasn't in my purview. And the, the Saturday night WrestleMania in my, in my news feed was amazing. Because nobody was watching it. Everybody seemed to be gone out somewhere. Even when I talked to, like, DJ, he said he was gone out Saturday night. So I'm like, there was nothing. There was, like, maybe an occasional somebody talking about WrestleMania. I think. And then Sunday I had to, I had to mute it. So yeah. everybody was waiting for L.A. Knigget and whatever. I don't know. And I was just like, I'm done. I'm out. So. Okay. But I know you enjoyed one night at least. Um, I enjoyed both nights of WrestleMania. Um, you know, I say both nights. I ended up watching what I needed to watch from night one mm-hmm. um, Sunday morning. And then the rest, um, you know, Sunday night as it was happening. But uh, yeah, I, I had. So, you know what? Yeah. So what you, you set me up, you teed me up. So let's go. Um, so Saturday, I was actually in uh, Washington, D.C. with my wife. Uh, to go see a comedian that she likes. Right, right. A uh, lady by the name of Sarah Milliken. And it was a good time, you know. Um, the four-hour drive to D.C., not so much. Now, did you do a four-hour drive back immediately, or did you stay? No, we did the full drive back. Okay, I was just curious. I was like, oh, maybe they stayed and, you know, yeah. saw the sights, but had to get home in time, you know. So you'd be surprised... How early DC, like this was in like downtown DC, right? Right. Uh, the theater that it was at, you would be surprised. So we get there. Um, we got there maybe about, so show starts at eight. So we got there maybe about six 30, let's say, right. Luckily we didn't hit any traffic, uh, find a place to park. And it's, you know, it's the, it's the city, you know, like when we were, you know, obviously we we're just trying to look for the venue and look for a place to park but on our way home it was like all right we make a left and then we make a right and like we're like driving like toward the capital like that's how downtown dc this was right right so the show lets out at like a little after 10 Mm -hmm. and everything was closed i know that feeling i think i've told you this before when i went to charlotte for a Uh con like in the 90s. Yeah. Like we joked that we were there for the weekend. And like after the like five o'clock, you know, people went home on Friday. Mm. I don't remember if we were there Friday, but either way, Saturday, I remember I uh, we had a picture, but somebody lost the camera of us laying down in like the main street of Charlotte on a Saturday morning. Cause there was no traffic. And then later that night, like trying to find someplace to eat that wasn't in our restaurant. We had to walk like 20 blocks because nothing is open after six o'clock. It was crazy. So I totally know what you were going through. You know what I mean? Like when we got there and we're like, Oh, we're going to go find a place to eat, whatever. It was bustling, man. Like there was tons of places, places were mm-hmm. open, people all over the place. Right. Right. 1030. Ghost town. Now I wonder if that if it was always like that, or if it's like post COVID. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't it changed know. everything. 
because there's a lot of stuff that was open late, you know, where we live and it's not open anymore. You know, it just closes nine o'clock. We're done. A lot of places close at eight o'clock. They're done. You know? Yeah. But now, did you surprise April with this? N- well, yes and no. It was one of those things where I know that she likes this lady. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went up and I signed up. I'm like, oh, you know, let me see when she's coming around. Right. Right. And she's a, a UK based comedian. Yep, I know who she is. I don't know her name, but oh, I've seen okay. her stand up. You know, what okay. I mean, like I know she's got like a like a high pitched voice and stuff like that. Yeah, and she's got like the, a very thick uh, Cockney accent. You know, yeah, she's no uh, Fern Brady with her Scottish accent, but she's good. <laughs> but go ahead. So um, I'm like, okay, well, you know what? You never know. Um, I'll sign up for her mailing list. Mm-hmm. And who knows, maybe she'll come to the States sometimes, right? Yeah. So over the summer, she announces that she's doing a U.S. tour. And, like, here are the dates. And, like, you know, you've signed up, so you're going to get, like, the pre-sale code, right? Mm-hmm. So there was one that was actually in New York, maybe, like, the week before Thanksgiving was the first one. Right. Like, that's where the the tour was starting, in New York, and then she was, like, going all around the United States, Canada, whatever, and then, like, next week is the end of the tour, and we'll get to all that, too. So, I go, okay, and all the dates weren't announced, but I'm like, New York. I'm like, New York. Or, no, it was, like, all the dates were announced, but it was, like, things are going on sale at certain times, like, the November ones are going on sale now, the December ones are going on sale next month, January, and, like, you, you, you follow? Yeah, which is weird because usually when they do tickets for anything, if they have the dates, like they'll whatever dates they give out, they all go on sale at the same time. And then they're like, oh, we may have a second leg. You know what I mean? So that's like weird to me. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, it's through, you know, Ticketmaster, Live Nation, whatever. Mm -hmm. But because these are like theaters and not like Wachovia, the place that we went to was kind of like it reminded me of a bigger FM Kirby Center, like, inside and everything. Like, literally the way it was set up was, like, if you just picked up the Kirby Center, stretched it out a little bit, and put it in D.C., that's what this place was. Right. Did you get to take your picture with where Lincoln was shot, or? No. But, oh, and and we'll come back to that, too. (laughs) So, um, so, uh, I go, okay, so I miss New York. Like, New York sold out in, like, six minutes. It was crazy, right? Right. Where was it at New York? Do you remember? Or? I fucking remember. All right, some random place, not like a known place. It wasn't a like the- a hammer it was theater in New York somewhere, you know? Okay. No, go ahead. Sorry. Um. So then they add a second show. That sells out immediately. I'm like, fuck, right? So then they put up the DC date and the on-sale thing. I'm like, I'm not missing this, right? Like, I took, like, I took a half hour off of work so that I'm like, I'm not going to miss it, right? right? Right. So I got it, and I got the DC thing. But I think I got those tickets, like, in November. Okay. Um, Just, like, the way that kind of everything rolled out, the way that her tour worked. So, like, it's like, all right, we got these tickets for five months from now. And then it was one of those things where I saw it was, like, the same weekend as not only C2E2, but WrestleMania as well. Oh, and I know which one hurt you more, Joe. Uh, It was an equal hurt, you know? Right. And we'll come uh, back around to that, too. But go ahead. But, every, you know, the show was great. Funny comedian. Uh, I didn't know what to expect. And it was exactly what I expect. And this is doing her a disservice 
to say that she's the woke Lisa Lampanelli, if that makes any sense. Okay. Uh, uh, the the British woke Lisa Lampanelli? Yes. Yes. Like, she doesn't have, like, the queen of mean persona, but there's lots of, she, you know, lots of vulgarity. Okay. Um, you know, and obviously it's a very geared toward women. Um, oh. The crowd broke down as this. Uh, married women. Mm-hmm. Um, women in a group together. Um, same-sex couples. Mm-hmm. And then confused husbands. Ah, I know which group you fell into. Yes. <laughs> so um, did, did you like the stuff? The yes. Okay. Yes. And it was one of those things, like, I've seen enough, you know, stand-up comedy. It's been a long time since I've went. And, you know, that that she's, like, any different. But just, like, the little different things uh, that I notice um, with her bit. Like, so she it, so she, it, she did a weird thing where, like, she came out first and introduced her opener. Right. And then the opener comes out and does his, like, ten minutes. And he was fine, you know. Um, and then she comes out and, she like she like, she sets up the whole thing. She's like... I'm going to introduce my opener. Then I'm going to come out. We're going to do an intermission and then I'm going to come back out and do more. That's how the show is going to go. Right. Whatever. But it's just weird that your headliner comes out and introduces the opener and then comes back out again. Right. She's taken after Rodney back in the day on HBO. Oh, okay. Well, well, Rodney was the host of the young comedian special. Right. Well, he would would get up there, do a joke and then like, Oh, here's Rosie O'Donnell, you know? Right, or here's somebody that needs no introduction and then walk off the stage. Yeah. Um, so for as she closes off the first bit, she's like, oh, COVID, huh? You know, like this kind of delayed things, whatever. And then she like goes out to the crowd and is like, um, hey, what's some crazy things that you guys did during COVID? And this is like the improv portion of the thing where like, She'll hear what she wants someone to say. It's like, oh, we got a, you know, we got a, um, a dog or a cat or whatever it was. Right. And she's got a story about that. And then she hears somebody else say like, oh, we had a baby. I got a story about that. And like, she interacts with the person. I'm like, oh, okay, this is how she works her bits in. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, she has her standard bits. She's not going to do them all. Right. But it's but a way to gets... kind of lead into them. Right. Right. And if she gets a wacky one, then have at it, you know? Yeah. So then she comes out for the second part and she comes up with like a little notebook and it's very clearly stuff she's working on, which is fine. I got no problem with that, but it's very clearly stuff that she's working on because she could like she's writing down like you can see like as things are getting different reactions. She's writing different things down as she's going through it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I had asked April, you know, because April watches all of her stuff and I'm like, how much of what we saw tonight? have you already seen of watching like her other specials or YouTube clips and everything else like that. And she goes very little. She said that the, the part where she was asking the audience questions and stuff, that was where most of it showed up. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, okay. That makes sense. So then she mentions at the end of the thing, uh, she's like, Oh, you know, I don't have a ton of merch. Everyone leaves. You're going to get like a little button, you know, that says like you were here. Don't, and she's like, don't be a scumbag and take a bunch. Everybody gets one. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, she goes you can go to my website she goes I have two little pieces of jewelry that are made by like an independent whatever and it's a way to help out a small business and you're helping me out as well whatever whatever but the way that she does like what we saw at this theater this is essentially her current special 
So she's, when she when she did her Australian tour, she goes and tours around Australia. When that tour is over, you can go to her website and buy the special. Right. When she did her UK tour, as soon as the UK tour was over, you can go. The UK people now can go to the website and buy the special. Mm-hmm. Now I could use a VPN and I could grab that special, and I'll probably see every joke that she told in that because the special goes on sale in the U.S. next week. Okay. So it's a way that she has the special already ready to go and she can sell it, but all the jokes aren't burned because the countries that she's touring in, she's not selling the special or releasing those jokes Mm -hmm. until after she's done them at the live audiences. Right, right. And I like that, like, I like that model for a comedian, you know, because you'll get the comedian who'll go and they'll have the CD, they'll release the CD They'll go up and do half the CD, and then they'll be at their table making change for a 20 to sell you the CD of the jokes that you just heard. Right, yeah, I get what you're saying. Yeah, so I like that entrepreneurship of her there, and I'm not uh, that versed, and I asked April, and she said she doesn't know. Um, She mentions a lot during her stand-up special, the candy bar Twix. Right. She likes the Twix candy. But the left or the right? Did you well, again, it? that wasn't. There was no joke about that. That's mm-hmm. a little hacky. Um, <laughs> so I'm shocked that she doesn't have a deal with them. Right. But I don't know how big of a comedian she is to be able to have a deal with a candy bar thing, especially with how filthy she is. Right, and you do know about the because I know you you uh, fast forward through a lot of commercials on your shows. I do. But you do know about the left and the right twist. Yeah. Commercials. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe that's it. Like maybe she's not big enough. But like, you, like you were saying with her working out her material, the last comedian I saw, and it's been a while, was Emo Phillips before Weird Al Yankovic, and he was doing a bit where he's like, oh, and I think it was around Easter last year too when we saw him. It didn't matter. Whatever it was, he's like, oh, like. He, they they sent me like the the, the Wilkesbury Times sent me an interview and you know like I they, they couldn't do it in person so they sent me a printout and you know I'm gonna answer it here which is the joke is that he never got around to it and then every once in a while he'd be doing his jokes and then he'd reach in his pocket and he'd pull out like folded up papers and he'd be like um so the next question was and then he would do a bit somehow leading out of that question I was like. Oh, okay. This is him trying new stuff, but explaining why he has the piece of paper in his hand. You know what right. I mean? Which I thought was at least uh, like interesting because a lot of times you just see people, like you said, they have the notebook and they'll put it on the stool where their water is, and they'll you know do three, four of their you know their bangers, and then walk over and pick up the notebook and like like you said and write notes. And I'm like, ooh. And I've had friends who have told me they've seen. People, I think the the bassist said that he saw Mitch Hedberg working out a lot of stuff, and it was like a terrible show. Oh, really? It was all, like it was all stuff that wasn't perfected. So he did like it might have been somebody else. I forget. I'll get a t- I'll get a, a Twitter, but it was that, and he might have been really high at the time. Oh, well, that'll do it too. <laughs> so it was like, oh, like if you do too much and don't give enough of your you know good jokes, it's like, well, why did I even come if you're just gonna Oh, you have 90 jokes and you think 70 don't work. So you want to mix it up. I'm like, that's not a good look either. You know? So, and I know I've told this, uh, story in the pod before, but it bears repeating. 
uh, we, April and I and uh, Studebaker and his wife, mm-hmm. we went to go see Dave Attell. This had to be like 06, maybe 07. I hear he's touring again, but go ahead. Oh, Did we talk about that on the show last week? Not yes. on the mic, but on okay. Well, we're going to talk about it on the mic then. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go see Attell, and it was at a comic comedy club, like a big comedy club in like New Jersey. And I don't mean like a big one, but like a name one, right? Oh, I get you. Yeah, like like laughs or something like, like that. Chuckle Hut or yeah. the Funny Bone or whatever. So we go there, and Dave is doing two shows, an eight and a ten. Mm-hmm. But apparently they oversold one of the shows. So they're like, okay, we're, we're going to add, we talked to Dave and he's going to add a third show at midnight. Anybody wants to stay for the midnight show. You could trade in your eights or your tens or your tens. Cause eight was already going. You right. trade in your tens, but if you want to hang out and be at the 10, just know the 10 is oversold. Right. So it's going to be a tight fit. Right. So we're like, what do we got to do? Right. We'll we'll do the we'll do the midnight. We'll trade our things in go, midnight. We'll go grab something to eat, and then we come back. Right now, what city was this in? Jersey, somewhere in New Jersey. Okay, because I, I know he lives. I don't know what in Cleveland now or something. Well, I don't know where Dave lives. I th- no, I mean, oh yeah, it, this one this one Studebaker was still living in Jersey. That's what I'm asking. I didn't know. If okay, he did. well, go ahead. Pronouns, pal. He. Gotcha. Um. So we go to the 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 midnight show. Okay, and Atel comes out. And he is ossified drunk, okay? <laughs> right. But does 90 brand new minutes and kills. Mm-hmm. And it's stuff that we saw him do that came out like two CDs later. Right. Probably like, didn't we, remember you know, we doing it either. Like, was that? Probably didn't remember doing it that night either. Well, that's the thing. Like, hey, you know, those guys of that era were professionals that, like, even if they were blind drunk, mm-hmm. you know, they could still hit their bits, you know? And obviously, yeah. what ends up being on the CD is a little bit more polished than what we saw that night in New Jersey, but, you know. Right. Uh, so, we were talking last week off air, and I gotta go pull it up here. So, uh, Bert Kreischer? Mm-hmm. The Machine. The Machine. Uh, so, he is doing a tour of uh baseball stadiums mm-hmm. um or not baseball sta- yeah it's it's a lot of baseball stadiums as i'm looking here right uh, but m- minor league probably minor league right minor league uh ballparks i'm not sure if he's doing the one that double the ones that double j is involved with i gotta do the cross reference oh, there God. right you got your reference in that's we started the show talking about you watching wrestlemania no i mean Je- jeff jarrett okay by the time that listen, by the time that people, a lot of people are going to be hearing this, he's going to be the AEW champion, beating that dastardly Maxwell Jacob Friedman in his hometown on MJF Day. That's how good of a heel you are when you beat the hometown boy in his hometown for his title on the day that they named after him. Anyway, right. Longbox Heroes After Dark became a Jeff Jarrett podcast. So gradually, I hardly <laughs> noticed. <laughs> So, uh, the tour, the Burt Kreischer tour is coming to our field. And I remember when the ticket prices were not a hundred dollars. Um, now they are a hundred dollars. Probably, you know, sold out. Let me see. But the thing is, it's a huge show, right? Right. It's got a, all the stars are here, but it's a hundred bucks. Ugh. Right, and if you're just going for you know certain comedians, right? So and then that's it. the so then the other thing was 
my idea was like, eh, I'm not a fan of Bert. I'm not familiar with a lot of the folks that are on this tour. Mm-hmm. But David Tell's on the tour. And I'm like, I would go and pay 50 bucks to go see a Tell perform at a baseball field and then go home. And Attell's probably a smart guy. He'd go on early so he could sell his merch. Mm-hmm. So you'd be able to get he'd be able to get out of there quick, you know. Uh, damn it, I just had it in front of me too. But it was a bunch of people I don't know, right? Right. And if you even listed them off, I wouldn't know unless I saw a lot of their pictures, you know. Yeah. But I don't know who's on, like, I don't know if everyone is on the same tour, you know? Right. Like, if it's, like, the monster truck rallies and stuff. Yeah. A A towns and B towns with the comedians. But but now all the tickets are, like, 100 bucks and up, and I'm not doing that. No, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Yeah. It was was a fun pipe dream at 50 bucks, you know? Right. Then that would have been at least worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe see them, and maybe you would have found a few new comedians, because I know how you like new things, Joe, you know? Uh... I'll give a new comedian a try. If you're being a part of Bert's tour, you better be leading with your strongest stuff, you know? Right, right. Yeah. But I heard a horror story because, like, Bert did this tour last year as well. Mm-hmm. He did, like, the bigger baseball fields last year, and then this year he's doing, like, the next step down baseball fields. Right. And... Uh, <laughs> Apparently, uh, this person lamented because <laughs> so Attell gets up and kills, right? Mm-hmm. And Attell is the second to last guy to go on. Of course, it's Burt Kreischer's show, so Burt's going to close. Right. Attell gets up there, kills. Burt gets up there. Everyone, a big round of applause for Dave Attell. Dave Attell's the greatest. I love Dave Attell. Mm-hmm. That joke that Dave told about the XYZ, that was a a great joke. And then he just tells that same joke that Dave just told. Right. Oh, and that other one that he tells about this, and then just (laughs) Bert. Now, if he was doing a bit, right? Yeah. Fantastic. So Bert gets up and closes by essentially doing the Chris Farley show version of here's how great (laughs) David Tell is. I'm just going to retell all the jokes you just saw him do 10 minutes ago. Right. You know, Good night, that, ever, And then it closes with the machine. Good night, everybody. Right. You never know. That might have been what it was. I don't know if uh, I don't know if Bert's uh, that sort of bit guy, you know? You never know. You never Maybe know. he is. I don't know. I'd bet no. Right. Uh, so how was your weekend avoiding wrestling? Did you do anything before we wrap this up? No, other than, um, like I said, I'll bring it back around to C2E2. Um, I was I was watching a lot of stuff come out of that. Like, more like, you know, what artists were doing what, blah, yeah. blah, and those, those face group, Facebook groups that I'm in. And then I saw the dates, so I immediately started researching hotels no, near McCormick Place for next year. Right. And the fact that no... Because anytime they do a convention, there's always, I think I've talked about it on here before, there's like, when you get closer, there is the, um, like, oh, if you got tickets, go through this website, and like, the 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 convention books a block of hotels, we can get you some cheaper. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. But I also go, in case that doesn't work out, I look to uh, reserve the hotel when you can find a hotel that doesn't have the uh, the cancellation fee. 
So what the hell? You do it. So I looked. I'm like, okay, this is a hotel that is literally, when you do the math, is 125 feet from the convention center. Oh, so man. I bookmarked it. Oh, I thought and you then you looked it up like, my heart. Oh. And then I looked up when, like, they started doing bookings for that weekend. Yeah. And right now, as we record this, let's just say it goes up to the last time you can book three weeks before the convention. Ah, So in about three weeks, I'm going to go and look and see if they have a room with a a no cancellation fee. Yeah. And I'm going to book that room, and then that's going to be... The thing that, like, like I always joke, I'm like R5-D4 from Star Wars. I got a bad motivator. This will motivate me into do, doing what I have to to go next year. You know what I mean? Right. So that's like setting the, like, starting the the, the process. So that's what I kind of did. And, like, looked at, like, what restaurants were around there. And then I looked into flights versus the 11-hour drive. Uh-huh. And, like, you can't book a – I can't find out what flights cost – because um, you can do a direct flight out of Scranton to one of the two, both of the Chicago airports. And I forget which one the the hotel is closer to. But uh, so I'm like, OK, let's see what those costs compared to like what, you know, 11 hour drive. Like if it was like three, four hundred dollars round trip, I'd be like, I ain't taking 11 hour trip. You know what I mean? But if it's like, oh, it's fifteen hundred dollars, maybe I'll drive. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I know uh, about a month ago when we were looking to because we're going to and this is this is um, this is six months from now mm-hmm. you and you and Adam's problem okay <laughs> but we're going to your Universal uh, in Florida for a week in the middle of October right oh cool look for Doctor Doom stuff for me but go ahead uh, I will I did I get you the cup when we were there seventeen years ago. You may have. I don't remember. Yeah, because I got myself the cup, too. You'll have to um, take a picture and send that to me, and I'll let you know if you did or not. All right. Um, so we, but a month ago, we're like, all right, we're going to do it. We're going to start planning. We're going to start doing everything. And when you go and look up travel packages through mm-hmm. Universal, in, in late February, early March, they only had travel packages ready to go up to the end of the summer. Right. They weren't looking at September and October yet in February, you know? Mm-hmm. So we're like, all right, after this weekend with Easter and everything, um, we're going to go and make our plans, the hotel and everything else like that. Uh, yeah. That's something I want to do because really quick, my cousin, I don't know if we talked about my cousin. He was the one who like did movies around here for fun and stuff like that. Yeah. He's the reason you have an IMDB page. Yes. He got transferred for Lockheed Martin down to Orlando or just outside of Orlando. Okay. So he has to drive past most of the parks on his way to work. Like, and they're like, he's like, they're 10 minutes, 15 minutes away from my house. And then like, I'm another like 10 minutes past that for work. So for the families and stuff like that, he bought year, year round passes Right, because like you get two, them cheaper if you're a resident or something. Right, and you can get them. He bought two of like for for certain parks and stuff like that, but you can only use them for off like like off days and stuff like that. But it's such a good deal because any relative that comes down and stays with him, he's like, pick what park you want to go to. I got you know different 
you know the, the you pack. want sea you want sea world you right. want like jim's house's slides what do you want right and then he had like he was like when my uncle went down i forget there's like a stetson hat museum down there he had like all the pamphlets he bought them brought them up like and he's like taking showing his parents like what do you want to do i'm like if i was down there i'm going to this to the hat museum but uh, I was like, I'm not saying he has every single one, but like the bigger ones. And I'm, and he's always trying to get me down to go because we were like we're a year apart in age. And like we were the, the Star Wars kids in 70, you know, the 70s. So he's like, come on down. Like, we'll do the start the Star Wars park and we'll go to the one with the superheroes. And I'm like, oh, I really want to do this, but I can't get away. The Cinnabon's just too crackling, you know, so. <laughs> too crackling. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know the deal, and we'll close with this. You know the deal with the Marvel stuff at Universal, right? Right. There's like a Mississippi line of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. but Where? and like it's it's frozen in time of like 1998, right? So they can't change the par- they can't change that part of the park, and they can't expand on that part of the park, right? And they and anything that like they don't want to lose the rights to it either, right? And so, they, I th- I can't remember how long they have the rights for it, the rights on those characters for, but it's a while still. I want to say in perpetuity. Oh, you think it's in perpetuity? You know who's a big, big, like, and I don't want to say no at all, but an expert on all this stuff is the guy you want to rob his house for art. Like, Josh knows, like, like all the Walt Disney, he's a big, like, the family's a big Walt Disney family. Sure. And, like, all that stuff. He's like, yeah, he's like, when it comes to, because he knows it mostly from the Walt Disney side, because on the West Coast, they can, they can do a lot more. You know what I mean? Like, they well, have the the Guardians of the Galaxy and and and, and, and some of the other some of the other characters were on the East Coast. It's like, nope, you can't do any of it. It's all Universal Parks. So, so okay, so that's a thing that I learned because I watched a video on it in the last week. Right? That's why, right. and that's why the person do, who did the video and the video is relatively new. It's maybe like six months old, right? Mm-hmm. And he mentions all this, you know, all the stuff about it, and you know, the parks and whatever, and the deal, and how you mentioned with like East of the Mississippi or whatever it was. Um, so with the stuff at Disney California, um, they can't do Avenger stuff. They can't do X-Men stuff, but they could do anything else. Right. Right. Um, that's why they have guardians and that's why they have this and that's why they have that. And like, they have Avengers Academy, Mm -hmm. but they don't have any like of the Avengers that are represented at the universal park. Right. Like, I think they have Iron Man, but they don't have Captain America. Or they have this one, but they don't have Thor, right? Mm-hmm. And all of the attractions at, and again, I don't know, Disney World, Disneyland, again, I don't go that deep. California, Disney. Disneyland. Disneyland. While they have all of these Marvel things, there's no Marvel branding on any of them. Mm-hmm. None of them say Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy or Marvel's Avengers Academy or whatever it is. It just says, and nowhere does it say like Marvel Land, right? Right. They they aren't allowed to put the name or wording or logo of Marvel on any of those attractions. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Makes you wonder if Mar- if Disney will ever get all that stuff back. Like what? You know what I mean? They've been they have been scooping up land in Florida waiting for the day. Yep. Well, and they I, were I, always I, scooping up land in Florida, but right. I think they have the stuff already ba- made and they're waiting for the day 
that the whatever universal thing expires. And like the next day, they're just pulling a tarp and they're like, we're ready to go. That's right. It'll just come up out of the ground (laughs) (laughs) on pylons. It'll come out of the swamp like the Legion of Doom's headquarters. Oh, my God. You know what? Why don't we have a DC park? You know what I mean? Well, I learned it from this video. That original bid was for DC at Universal. Right. But Six Flags outbid them. Yep. And I, I had some stuff like from uh, great adventure. Like I had a keychain, like a green lantern keychain that I yeah. broke that I always wanted. I ended up buying like, uh, like some Catwoman stuff for the artist at the comic shop. She, like mm-hmm. that was from there. Like, you know, aftermarket stuff, they had a lot of cool merchandise, but I never went to any of the, I went once when I was a kid in the nineties, but that's it. Right. But kid it was, man. I think it was supposed to be like, And again, this is heartbreaking to even say it was supposed to be like Batman, the animated series themed at Universal. I would have been I would have been all over that all the time. I know. And it was like they had the things drawn up and whatever it is. And then Six Flags, Great Adventure, whatever, outbid them. And then like literally like they make roller coasters. Right. Mm -hmm. They never transformed any part of their park into like Gotham City, which would have been amazing. You know, (laughs) right. Right, or like Metropolis and Central City and Coast City, then they would have had to blow that up. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, maybe we should have our own like Longbox Heroes uh, amusement park with DC Comics and hookers and booze. You know what? Forget the DC Comics and the booze. <laughs> you know? But, so yeah. there's only one way that we're going to get that park off the ground, is, and that's if you uh, go sign up for the Patreon. That is true. Patreon.com slash LongboxHeroes. Use our eBay affiliate link. I'm not going to read the disclaimer here, but you know the disclaimer. It's on the website. Mm -hmm. Um, The Tee Public sale is going on now, so go buy some t-shirts or something, right? Right. And then we're going to use all that money to buy uh, Todd's Dream uh, Amusement Park. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Todd Town. Yes. All right. Hey, everybody, thank you very much for listening. This was Longbox Heroes After Dark, like, I don't know, 438 or something. Sure, why not? Yeah, all right. And, uh, hey, uh, see everybody next week. Soon huh? to be named soon network, be named. the Lamborghini <laughs> of Podcast Networks. <laughs>